sex talk. Derek Miley. Cause sexuality is tough. And okay, sexist isn't good enough. No. Sex talk with Derek Miley. Hey everyone, welcome to Sex Talk with Erica Miley. I am here with Madam President herself <laughs> from the Pussy Podcast. I will, and I'm going to let you introduce all of that yourself because oftentimes my guests do a far better job than I do. <laughs> so, Madam President, tell me about yourself. Hi, everybody. So, the podcast that I represent, I am the creator and host of the Pussy Party Podcast. And on the podcast, I am the Pussy Party President. And a lot of people hear the words Pussy Party, and they automatically think about maybe like a Playboy Mansion orgy or something like that. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the logo, and you kind of get to know me and the things that we do in the podcast, that it's actually my form of a political party for the pussy. So just like the Republicans or the Democrats have a party, there was no party for the pussy. And so I created one. Now there's a place, you know, there's all these radical groups, uh, the Tea Party and, you know, alt left, alt right. Well, um, I don't really think it's so radical for women to have representation and not necessarily just politically, but throughout life and specifically sexually. So this is my way of, you know, especially in the political climate that we're in of my pussy grabbing back and reclaiming the word and reclaiming what I need and what I want just on my terms and kind of helping be a launching pad for other women to feel okay about expressing it. So I say I'm the president because I created it, (laughs) but um, it's just kind of, you know, my way of falling on the sword kind of, because I think the moment I say something, you know, radical, like I'm like analingus, you know, I like to get my ass ate. Other women will not feel so bad about it, you know, because I kind of take that first step. So that's, that's me. That's the party president. You are shedding the light. And that is what is something that I I've, I love so much about your podcast, but also like about you and how you present this, that reclaiming our body. And I just actually, I just did an episode. It was episode. So when my folks are listening to this, it was episode 19. I did an episode about social media DMs and also like how people are getting messages on dating apps. And mm-hmm. It's we do. We need to be able to reclaim how we show our sexuality to the world. One and two, we need to be able to get comfortable in that. And how we do that is talking about it and talking about pleasure in a really real way. And that's something I love about you. Right. And I think the biggest thing that I focus on is unapologetically, because we are so as women ready to apologize for everything even how we feel or what we think, you know, to make other people feel comfortable. I think it's just a way we've been bred since we were kids, you know, not to make any, not to hurt anybody's feelings, you know? And so when it comes down to certain things, especially our sexuality, we, you know, kind of feel shame about it or we, oh, you know, I like this and and apologize right then. So no more of that, scratch that, you know, unapologetically claiming what we like. And, um, I didn't say the vagina party or the lady part party because I'm just tired of hearing somebody, and it's usually a man, (laughs) 
mm-hmm. calling someone else a pussy and that being furthest from the truth because they're saying, hey, you're a pussy. You're something weak. You're something lame. Yes. You're something lesser than when in real life, a pussy is one of the strongest entities in the world, mm-hmm. you know, and forever growing and dynamic and adaptive where someone should really be saying, oh, you pair of balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's that is absolutely true. I have in my previous work before I was in private practice, I worked in a prison and I worked with people who have committed sex offenses. And one of the things that they would like, they would call each other a pussy or they would call each other something feminine mm-hmm. to knock the other down. And I would I would just jump up and I would look at them and say, you know what? You need to change your words right now, because guess what? A pussy can eat up semen and spit out life. So okay. I don't want to hear how weak I love it. And you flick a ball. You, you a barely even are. pull on it the wrong way. And they are crying, dying. So it's like, what's really the weaker, you know, body part biologically? So I'm taking back the word pussy, just like, you know, women have taken back the word bitch or, you know, African-Americans yeah. with the N word and all these other slang terms that have kind of gotten different life because the group that was oppressed no longer gives that word the same kind of power. So pussy party president. Yeah. Pussy Party Podcast, and we are owning our pussies unapologetically. Don't be afraid to say it. Pussy, say it. It's okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just wonderful. I, so where did you, Madam President, where did you come from? How, how did you get to this place creating the podcast? What brought you to the pussy presidential process? So in my former life, I was, you know, a married woman. I went through, I would say, almost everything on the checklist of the American dream except for have a baby. Mm. And even through like my marriage, I had a, you know, great marriage for the time that it was. Of course, I'm no longer married anymore. So it ended for certain reasons. But I would Mm -hmm. say that I was very, I was like Dora the Explorer, you know, with my sexuality. Mm -hmm. And I did have a partner that supported that. But once I was single and started back dating again, and looked at things from only my point of view, I realized how far I still needed to go by just being able to figure out what I like just for me and not even considering another person. And um, I had another friend or two friends that I was going to do a different podcast with. And within that podcast, I was going to give this thing called the Hostrology Report. And mm. I'm very spiritual. I mean, I could tell you like, you know, what's your birthday and get into all the signs and stuff. So it was kind of a way of me connecting my radical sexual thoughts with some of my like spiritual knowledge, mm-hmm. but it didn't really work out. But at the same time, I was coming up with ideas all the time and I was venting about things that either I experienced or that my girlfriends or even my guy friends straight or, you know, a homosexual were experiencing when it came to dating and just sex, period. And so one day, you know, I was having some drinks with my friend and feeling good. And I had a whole rant about we needed a state of the union address to men about Mm. what women wanted for the pussy party. And I, you know, did a Snapchat video and it just kind of stuck like, wow, that's pretty impactful. And then One thing I like to ask people all the time as a podcaster of my podcast is if you woke up in the morning with the pussy, what would you do? 
And this was before mm-hmm. I even had a podcast. I went out with some friends and we were all hanging out at like the House of Blues or something. And I asked the group and the conversation that it created, it just opened the door because let's say, for example, a man would say, oh, I'd play with it. You think it'd be something funny. Well, some men were like, well, I would guard it and I wouldn't give it to anybody. And I and I asked why. Oh, well, because my pussy is special and it's sacred and it's all this stuff. And so then I would kind of entice the conversation to say, well, can you now understand why women don't just give it up to anyone? You know, so all those things together made me realize, hey, I could do this. And hey, exactly what my goal is, is to start a conversation between those good men and those good women who we don't think exist, you know, create a bridge for that. And so that's kind of how I decided I need to do this. You know, the world needs this little piece of what I got going on. Thus, the Pussy Party podcast, the stars aligned and I haven't looked back since. I just love the different answers you got to that question. Oh, man, it's crazy. I mean, there would be that way for women, too. Like if I woke up tomorrow and I had a penis in my pants, then I probably would want to check that out. Kind of like I have kids and they're young and they it's almost like a when you're brand new to it, when you're a little kid, your genitals are like, whoa, that's kind of a cool little. Yeah, it's cool. cool. What is that? What is this thing? Mm -hmm. We lose that as adults. We definitely. And a lot of times that's because when we're young, especially for us young girls, if you see your daughter walking and, mm-hmm. you know, playing with herself, you most time we're told, hey, stop that. And then we feel bad right. and then we feel shame. And it is a small increment of trauma that's created from a very young age to where women don't even masturbate, you know, when they're older. And that's totally fine. So I totally understand what you mean by that. And if I woke up with a penis, I would take over the world in a system that was created for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's and I'd right. probably take somebody's woman. <laughs> I love it. So if you are in the shoes of the brand new listener or the brand new to the to reclaiming the pussy, how how do you begin? How do you get started? Well, I would say because, you know, in the first episode of the Pussy Party podcast, I say that we are redefining the mission statement or you create your own like pussy bill of rights. So I would say that you have to do that for yourself. So for for me and and what I have created is I have, you know, a set number of column amendments, but just things that I like or I need or I want that Mm -hmm. I put down is like, think about yourself as like a company. If someone was going to come and support you, you know, what what is the job description? You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we don't communicate what we want. I think we have like two buckets of women who kind of just get whatever they get, you know, sexually come to them. And then the other ones that are like, I want A, B, C, and D and don't falter from this list. And I think that there's a part of, especially when we have control freak in this, that we have to kind (laughs) of let go. So I say at the pussy party that, you know, we have to be accountable for some of our things too. It's not a one way street when it comes to our, us being unsatisfied. But I definitely would say that you need to figure out what are those staple things that are important to you? You know, I know a lot of men who are not as affectionate. They don't like kissing and you may need that to be satisfied. And so that may be one of the things on your list. So in general, for the Pussy Party podcast, 
the first amendment is thou must lick me from the ruta to the tuta. So <laughs> no, just focusing on that one part that sticks out of my vagina. It's very important that you can find it and that you know what it is, but that's not the only part for, you know, me and most of the women that I talk to that gives them pleasure, especially for oral pleasure. Absolutely. So that's the first amendment there. We have research to absolutely just completely support what you're talking about. The first piece of research is that we actually have very similar parts. They're just in different configurations. Right. And we experience pleasure all over those parts. Right. So I just came from Atlanta and I went to a tantric masturbation workshop. So shout I think out I saw to that on your Instagram. And oh man, you know, me, pussy party president, everyone probably thinks I'm in touch with every single part of my pussy that exists, but I'm still learning. I still, you know, am getting to know myself and I figured out some things that I had no idea. Like I didn't know that the G spot muscle was the same muscle, like when a man's penis gets hard, that the G spot hardens in the exact same way. And that's what kind of aids in that orgasm. And, and, you know, certain things that just kind of blew my mind, but I totally agree there. And, um, you know, back to what you're asking was, you know, how can people reclaim their pussy is after you figure out what you want or what you need, communicate it, you know, let your lover know. Sometimes it's that conversation before even the first time, Hey, what demons do you need exercise or what areas do you need explored? Or, you know, what do you like? What do you not like? And, you know, what's your health like? And then after that, after you've communicated, trust the partner that you have and then let them do their thing. You know, they don't have to do one through five in that order. They are free to elaborate on it, which we want. (laughs) We want you to take our needs and uh, take what we want and give us what we need. You know what I'm saying? But um, if that communication never happens... And I do mean like open your mouth. Body language is great and all that stuff, but it can be misconstrued. Mm-hmm. But literally opening your mouth and having that conversation. We do that all day long where we think we know what somebody's thinking. We do that mind reading thing when in reality, it may be something completely different. We never know what somebody is actually thinking until they say it. So I think you're you're right on about communicating what your wants and needs are and allowing for that creativity between the two of you. Right, right. And I think to be able to do that, you do have to have a level of trust. And then there's that battle, well, is trust given or is trust earned? And I think it's both. But um, I think if we are able to communicate, then, you know, I say our pussy has discernment. You know, mm. our, our pussies can tell us, warn us, alert us of things that are good or bad before, you know, they even really happen. And we don't really pay attention to it because a lot of people are not in tune with their pussy. Another thing I learned at the masturbation workshop was like, you know, sometimes your pH balance may change and you may not have even had a sexual interaction with the person, but that could be your body warning you, Hey, this person, their energy, their vibe isn't matching with ours. And little things like that, that you don't even pay attention to, or like, man, you know, I really feel very tense and tight just inside of, you know, myself. And it could be your body letting you know that something's good or something's for you or something's not. And so I think that even before we say, and I'll take a step back on reclaiming your pussy is you need to know yourself. 
you need to touch yourself. You need to look in the mirror at it. You need to be able to smell it. You need to even be able to taste yourself to say, this is, this is normal. This is what tastes good. This is what I taste like. So another man, you'll know what someone will be able to experience when they experience you, what I smell like, what I feel like. And I think once we can really define what we like for ourselves, it'll be easier to articulate it to another person. Is absolutely the case. I think when when I work with couples and especially when I work with women who have never, even if they've been married and or they've had long term partners or whatever the case may be, sometimes they know absolutely nothing about their bodies. Mm-hmm. And it is because and it goes back to what we were first talking about that that shame or that shame that starts so early, even as young girls mm-hmm. that that, oh, don't touch that. That's not meant for pleasure or that's not. That's not meant for proper company. Or just you don't get told anything at all. It's just a lack of knowledge altogether. I tell the story of my first sexual interaction, not the first time I had actual sex, but, you know, Mm -hmm. you take baby steps depending on the person. And, you know, the first time I ever had a true sexual interaction, I got asked about anal. And I was open to it, you know, um, to entertaining the idea, not because I was into it, not because I thought that that was going to give me pleasure, but because I was shame about giving head or actually giving my virginity away to someone that it wasn't a picture perfect movie scenario. But I had no idea about anything in the anal area. So I figured, okay, well, why not? I'll still technically be a virgin, right? And I didn't know if it felt good, if it hurt. And of course, if anyone's had anal sex, it's it's no easy feat. <laughs> no, and it takes far more. I'm I'm one of my one of my early episodes is called Butt Stuff 101, and it it really does take more preparation, right, and, and communication, more, exactly, and <laughs> an understanding of your body than just going for it, it's, right. It, 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 one of my favorite. She does porn work she she's a sex worker one of the things she talks about is that porn is performance it's not the exact way you will do this with a partner right that's really important especially when it comes to anal sex right and the thing is looking back on it i realized i barely even got the tip of the tip in but i probably wouldn't have said yes to that and i if i would have had any education around all of the areas of my body you know what i'm saying And I probably wouldn't have said no to some of the other things, even if it wasn't actual sex or maybe the oral sex, if I didn't have the shame of if someone knew how would they look at me type thing. So we have a conundrum of many things as women, of course, that kind of like always has this boggling between should I or shouldn't I? And all I really, you know, have to say for any listeners out there is it should only be based on you, on what you think, what you feel is best, what you're comfortable with and not because, oh, we are not together in this established relationship. If I interact with this person, I'm a slut or I'm a whore or, you know, any of those things that are kind of false realities. Those social rules that were created to hurt women. Right. Basically. 
<laughs> so I personally follow you on Instagram, which is fantastic. If you're any of you out there, check out the Pussy Party podcast on Instagram. It's you do great stuff on Instagram. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so how do people find you in the world? How do they find the podcast? Well, I'm local to Houston, Texas. So me and Beyonce hail from the same place. <laughs> oh. Mm. I like to say, but, um, I have a website, uh, www.thepussypartypodcast.com or online on Instagram because Instagram censors the word pussy. I had to change the <laughs> writing of it a little bit and uh. it is at pussy P W U S S Y party podcast. Yeah. That's one thing I did figure out as I was branding myself and going through all mm-hmm. of the social medias is that you don't realize how many of the sexual words are censored. Mm-hmm. Even the word masturbate. Yes. I was typing on my phone and, you know, T9 Webster Dictionary. Masturbation is a scientific term. It's not even like a saying exactly. cunt or something, you know, kind of lewd, you know. And right. it, you know, changed the word to and it suggested every word I'd never even heard of besides actually masturbation. And I just couldn't believe that. And it kind of gave me an aha moment that there's so much that's kept from us, so much is hidden from us, that even the people that know a lot, we still have so much to go. And that's why we kind of got to band together and I think give each other the information that we know from our side of the world, you know, our side of the the, the rock and put it together and hopefully have more orgasms. (laughs) Yes. I am so for community for orgasm like yes. that would be amazing. I, I have a very similar experience with Instagram and with Facebook in particular. There's a lot of things for my sex therapy practice that I cannot like advertise. Yeah, on I have not gotten one advertisement that I've ever tried to do approved. Yeah. And I think it's just because my name has pussy in it. So it doesn't matter if I was I had a picture of the Pope. And that's it. Um, I would not get approved. So, you know, it's all kind of things systematically that people don't realize Mm -hmm. is censored and especially for women, but, you know, for sex in general. Yes. And I think that it's important, especially for people like you and I to be able to talk about this, that we can create these communities of like opening up the doors, putting light on these topics and being mm-hmm. like, hey, look, look, there's more out here. This is a bigger world. You do not have to be scared. So right. thank you so much, Madam President, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful. And I will make sure everything to get a hold of you is in the show notes. So for all my listeners out there, check out ericamiley.com. And wherever you get your podcasts, if you get it at iTunes, make sure that you jump on there and do a five-star review. That's how I know you know. That's how we get found. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of hard, you know, depending on, you know, those algorithms. It's not always who's got the best stuff it's who's the most popular so i started up guys <laughs> yes and subscribe 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 so thank you again so much and we will see you next time awesome thanks thanks for listening folks please rate and review on itunes it helps this podcast get found if you leave a five-star review let me know about it on any social media and i'll shout you out on the podcast You can find my website at ericamiley.com. 
You can find me on Facebook, the gram, and Twitter. See y'all next time.